I'm Emma, and this is the Creative Edition. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, we're continuing the Creative Reflection series with the question, am I listening to myself or to outside voices? If you're tuning in for the very first time, I'm currently doing a solo series for the next few weeks called the Creative Reflection Series. The purpose of the Creative Reflection Series is to help you take the time to think and reflect about your creative career, passions, and side hustles. So if you're feeling like you're ready for the next step in your creative pursuits, or you're feeling stuck and you're not sure what to do next, this series is for you. I hope the questions and the exercises in the next few weeks help you find your next step or help you recognize how you've grown as a creator. So today, our conversation is all about listening to yourself or asking yourself if you're actually listening to outside voices. And our conversation is broken up into three main parts. Part one, we'll be chatting about examples of choosing to listen to outside voices instead of listening to yourself, your intuition, your soul, or whatever you want to call it. Part two, we'll be chatting about how to quiet those outside voices and to start learning how to listen to your own voice and your own intuition. And part three, I'll be reflecting on ways that I've personally listened to my own intuition. But before we jump into a few examples of choosing to listen to outside voices as creators, I want to acknowledge that it can be really hard to not look or listen to what others are doing and not let it affect us. Because in society, we're conditioned and socialized to believe in many things. And obviously, this varies culturally, socioeconomically, and where you live, right? you should quote unquote, go to college or quote unquote, have a traditional career. You should get married or have kids. You should be this size or that size or look younger or not talking about money. These notions and ideas may get reinforced by our communities, families, and friends. And it can be really hard to break away from these notions and norms. So I wanted to acknowledge that because I know Again, depending on where you grew up, West Coast, East Coast, Northwest, uh, maybe you grew up in a first generation household or second generation household, right? There are just like a collective number of notions and norms that we might have been raised with and that are internalized or kind of stuck in our mind. And sometimes we we might find that we're actually listening to those outside voices instead of listening to ourselves. And so I thought it would be helpful to talk about a few examples of actually not listening to yourself and choosing to listen to outside voices because you might not even recognize or realize that you're doing so. And sometimes it just takes a friend to kind of point it out. And then you might recognize yourself, oh, wow, I am actually like not listening to what I want to do next. And this is, this is something that I heard from my parents, my, you know, family, my community, and it's not aligned with what I actually want to do. So example number one, friends, you might not be pursuing content creation or your creative passions for the fear of judgment of others. You might be really passionate about comic books or trading cards and want to share your collection online, but you might fear what people might say about you. 
you might feel inspired to share your recipes online, but might fear what your parents or partner's friends may say about your actions. You might feel curious to start designing and printing your own stickers, but might fear failure. You don't want to launch something that might fail and then have maybe a friend or family member say something about it. Example number two, you might be staying in a job, city, or place you feel stuck in because you don't want to disappoint others. Maybe you're currently in a prestigious job or in a profession that your parents and family always dreamed you would be in. However, it's not aligned with your passions. You might feel stressed, you might feel miserable, or you might feel stuck. Example number three, you might be ignoring your needs and your dreams because you want to be in service of others. You might be coaching others in your current profession, but have realized that it's more of an energy drain, but you're afraid to disappoint your current clients and you want to keep helping people. Or maybe you might be a manager in a corporate role and realize that every day at the end of work, you just are so out of energy, but you worked so hard to get to a management role and you don't want to disappoint your first team that you are working with. Example four, you might be refraining from trying something new because somewhere along your childhood, adolescence, or maybe even adulthood, someone told you that you aren't creative or talented in that way. You might have internalized a comment and created a belief based on what someone said about you in the past. So for example, maybe you were in drawing class in eighth grade and someone made fun of you one day and that you decided that you weren't good at trying and stopped trying, even though deep down you really wanted to continue drawing and you wanted to pursue it as a creative passion. So I hope going through those four examples, you know, helps you recognize, you know, if you are in a space or just a chapter in your life where you might be listening to outside voices. In part two, we're going to be talking about how to actually start listening to yourself, your inner voice, your intuition, and start to quiet those outside voices. So chances are you have already been in touch or heard your intuition at some point in your life. You might feel a pull in your heart or feel a pull in your gut. When you hear people say, trust your gut or follow your heart, these are just different messages that we receive to follow our intuition. For me personally, I've actually heard people describe their intuition as their gut, as their prayers being answered by God as their dreams being answered by the universe. Whatever you want to call it, know that there's a greater force, wisdom, knowing energy that flows and guides you. Learning to listen to your inner voice or your intuition requires that you start paying attention to your intuition. So if you've never listened to your intuition before, here are a few steps to get started. Tip one, Start to explore how your intuition or your inner voice feels. Your intuition might feel stable, secure, wise, expansive, rooted in knowing, or confident. If thoughts flow to you that feel frantic, scared, or fearful, that most likely is not your intuition. If your thoughts flow to you that feel excited, expansive, full of possibility, or wonder, that's your intuition. 
Personally, I experience clarity when I listen to my intuition. But if I experience those other thoughts, right, that make me feel overwhelmed or make me feel disappointment, I know that's not my intuition. Sometimes that's just like a instinct or like fear response that your mind is responding to, right? Because your mind evolved to protect you, right? To make sure that you don't walk into the lion's den or make sure that you scan the horizon for predators. And and I feel like understanding that like your instinct and your intuition can work together has been really helpful. And learning how your intuition feels is also, again, really helpful in helping you start to listen to it. Tip number two, if you're ready to start listening to yourself, I recommend to pay attention to what your emotions are telling you. Your emotions are telling you whether or not you're doing things that are aligned with your intuition. So for example, if you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, or discouraged in your job, chances are your emotions and intuition are telling you that it's time for a change. I think for me, I think for the longest time, like literally through my mid to late 20s, I really tried to like shut down my emotions. I really tried to like compartmentalize. I didn't trust my emotions, but when I realized that like your emotions are just, they're just like indicators. They're just letting you know like what direction your focus, your energy, your headspace is at, like whether you're actually pointed to listening to yourself and you're listening to your intuition or you're pointed or directed to listening to outside voices or things that are untrue. That's when I actually feel like I experienced the most change and I could actually start to make decisions that felt true for me and aligned with my intuition. So I think the biggest, one of my biggest examples, and I've talked about this before, when I was still working my corporate job, um, I knew I wanted to go to grad school. I realized that I did not want to go and get my MBA, which was very popular at my former company. Lots of people like to start to climb the corporate ladder to get into management, went and got their MBAs. That was just like a thing that everyone did. I know that's like not normal in other companies, but at my former aerospace company, I swear, whether you were an engineer or you were an accountant, everyone like would go get their MBA. And for me, I realized I was like, man, I am not excited about this M- any of these MBA programs. I've already taken finance. I've already taken economics. Like, do I, I don't really want to a repeat of my undergraduate degree, um, even though I know this is going to help me climb the corporate ladder. This doesn't feel aligned. And then when I discovered the Masters of Communication and Digital Media degree, I got really excited. I looked at the class curriculum. And I was like, wow, there's like UX classes, there's podcasting classes, there's video editing classes, um, there's copywriting classes for web and social media. Like every class I saw, I was just like getting really excited about. And this was like one of the best things. One of my coaches, one of my, I would, I'd say she's like my spiritual mentor and coach, um, Leilani. This was like one of the best things she taught me. She was like, hey, like, follow that excitement. If your intuition is like, you know, feels like it's singing or it feels like it's full of possibility and it's full of wonder and it's giving you lots of energy, like 
you should pay attention to that and you should trust it and go with it. And that was really, I think, one of the first times when I like recognized my emotions, did not bury it. Cause I could have, I really could have easily been like, nope, I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to do a three year MBA program and then I'm going to climb. Right. But then I would have never given myself the chance to really pursue what I wanted to pursue. And I loved my master's of communication and digital media. I learned so much. And that degree gave me the space and the confidence to realize that content creation and digital media was where I wanted to be. That's where I wanted to build my career. And so it ended up all working out. Um, I think no matter what, right? Like you learn from the experience. Like even if you've had experiences in the past where you decided not to trust your emotions or you ignored, you know, what your intuition was telling you, like you at least can learn from those. Cause I've had plenty, plenty of other ways where I ignored my intuition and I learned that I shouldn't have done that. But again, it's all, it's, you're all here to learn, but learn again, learning how to pay attention to what your emotions are telling you can really help you start to listen to yourself. All right, friends. So tip number three, I recommend paying attention to what your body is telling you. So if you continue to ignore your emotions, you might start to experience physical signs that you aren't listening to your intuition and the direction that you're focused on is no longer serving you. You may feel sick. You might start to experience anxiety symptoms. You might feel burnt out. So again, I feel like once we recognize that like our emotions, how our body feels, like you know, our response to things. Those are all ways that our bodies, our spirit, our mind, they're all communicating with us, right? Whether that be at an unconscious or conscious level and paying attention to what your body is telling you is kind of a big thing. I think for me, friends, again, and kind of going back to a personal example, times when I am overworking myself, overexerting myself, um, and I'm doing things that are no longer aligned with me, I get like physically sick. And it's funny because I think for the most part, like I have a pretty healthy immune system. You can ask my husband and my sister, like I never really get like seasonal seasonal allergies. Like the only time I really get sick is if I'm really, really stressed out. And if I'm really, really stressed out, chances are I have, again, overcommitted, overexerted, just working too hard, not giving myself a break. And my intuition's literally like, you need to pause. Therefore, we're getting sick, so you can actually stop. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but this just has happened to me in such like distinct points in my life. So I've told the story before, but for example, my junior year of college, I was running the Victoria's Secret Pink team, planning the TEDx University of Washington conference, balancing a full class load. And I was just like, I have to keep going. I need a push. I need a, I don't know. I don't know. I just was like go, go, go. And I desperately needed to slow down, but I refused to. I like kept cutting my sleep off short. I just kept pushing and I literally broke out in chicken pox. And then I had to be out for like the next three weeks. Like my body forced me to stop. And so like, I know that's an extreme case, but if you look back, maybe there are chances or instances when your body was telling you that a specific job, a specific relationship, or like not pursuing your creative passions was affecting you. And to the point where like your health was affected, like 
it's funny because like sometimes I see friends who are, you know, going through life and going through experiences. And again, maybe going through a job or relationship that's no longer serving them. And they might be experiencing like an allergic reaction, or they might be experiencing like kind of a string of, you know, just like physical reactions where like they're not sleeping well. Um, You know, they might have like develop an allergy to specific food when they've never been allergic to that before. It's all like all these, these are all signs that your intuition is like trying to tell you that you need to like switch directions and start listening to like what you actually want. All right, friends. So tip number four, if you are ready to start listening to yourself and start to quiet down those outside voices, it is instrumental that you ask yourself, what is it that you actually want? So here are a few other leading questions to ask you. What will I think of myself if I continue to stay where I'm at? How will I feel if I stay in this job or city another year? How will I feel if I stay in this relationship or career another three to six months? Do I need to change my environment or my perspective? So these are just a few leading questions. And the intention is hopefully as you listen to them, maybe you need to re-listen to them you will have a response to these questions and then you kind of get to decide, right? Like, okay, this is actually what I want to do next. And this is what I need to do to like start listening (laughs) to my intuition. And this is what I start to need to do to stop listening to outside voices. And so in part three of our conversation today, I feel like I've actually already shared with you guys like ways I've, you know, listened to my intuition. I did want to kind of end today's episode with a story that you've heard here before. And I think the, one of the biggest moments in my creative career and my passions was choosing to take content creation full time after being laid off in 2020. And so I think that summer, I mean, I think I probably like cried and reflected for probably two months, like two months that summer when I found out I was going to be laid off. I had time for like that news to sink in. And I also had time to decide like whether or not I would stay in the aerospace industry or, you know, pursue content creation. Because what ended up happening in that two month time frame before I was officially let go was that I was given three other job offers to stay with my former company. And I turned down all three. And I said, you know what? I am listening to my intuition and I am going to jump and take content creation full time. And so I went through all the emotions, friends. I literally like, I talked to my mentors. I talked to my family. I talked to my friends. And I think one of the ways that I realized that I had to take the leap was one of the things that we just mentioned was, which was paying attention to what my body was telling me. Every time I got a job offer to stay at my former company, so three three different times that summer, I literally would cry. And I was like, why am I crying? I was like, this is not, this is not the reaction I was thinking. Like if I was meant to stay at this company, I should be like rejoicing, partying, like, you know, celebrating that I have the opportunity to like extend my aerospace career, but instead I was crying and I was like, okay, I need to pay attention to this. Like, I don't think, I don't think my intuition wants me to like, you know, stay here, even though this 
this instinctually feels like the safe and the right thing, quote unquote, to do because, you know, millions of people around the, around the world have lost their jobs during the pandemic. I'm one of them and I have the opportunity to like stay on and have a stable career, but yet I'm crying every time I'm getting an opportunity to stay on. So I was paying attention. I had to pay attention to my body. And then I think one of the big things too was that I had to actually ask myself, what was it that I actually wanted, right? And I realized, I was like, okay, what will I think of myself if I continue to stay where I'm at? I realized that I would rather know and fail than pass up the opportunity and regret. I realized that I would rather give myself the chance to take content creation full time, you know, to work with brands, to build a podcast, to post on Instagram, to post on TikTok, right? Like really explore what this career can be and can grow to instead of passing it up and always wondering what if. I also recognize, right, that one, I mean, I'm in the position to do that because I had already like financially um, kind of prepped for it. I had an emergency savings account, um, which helped make that decision a little bit easier. And then the other thing, and this is just like what I've heard through, you know, people's advice and wisdom, right? Like sometimes it's not that, sometimes you can just learn from other people. I was like, okay, at the time I was 28. I was like, okay, I have time to recover in my career. Like even if I did this for a year, two years, three years, and I realized that, okay, you know what, being a full-time creator, full-time creative, this isn't really my thing. You have time to recover and reset. And I had to like get really brave and like recognize that I am fully capable of doing any entry-level job. Like I can literally go back, work a front desk or whatever, work at the gym or substitute teach. Like it doesn't matter whatever it is, right? I know that I have the business acumen and the creative talent to do whatever it is I need to do to make a living. So that was really hard. It's anytime, anytime you chat with anyone, or if you've been in the position where you like left something quote unquote stable, you left a quote unquote traditional career, right? Like a corporate job or, you know, something in aerospace, um, you know, that it's really scary. It can be really hard to listen to what your intuition is telling you. But again, it's all about, right? Like tapping in, figuring out what is it that you actually want and listening to like what your emotions are, are telling you to do. Because I would say from, for the last year of my aerospace career, I knew that I was eventually going to take content creation full-time, but I also knew it wasn't the right time yet. And then that time when I got laid off, I was like, okay, now is the right time. So sometimes, you know what, like you do have to kind of give yourself some patience and kind of give yourself, you know, like know that you're on the runway and you're getting ready to take off. And right when you're ready to take off, it's like, all right, I'm going to give my, give myself, you know, that chance, that opportunity. I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to listen to myself. I'm going to stop listening to outside voices and I'm going to take off and give myself a chance. 
All right, friends. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the creative reflection series. Stay tuned for more questions to ask yourself in the next few weeks. And let me know if this episode resonated with you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and recommend the podcast to a friend. If we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you can find us at MS Edition and at The Creative Edition. Sign up for our email newsletter and join our Facebook group, and we'll see you guys next time.